Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald with Hunter Row Real Estate, and I have Nancy Hayworth here with me. She's the owner of On Task Organizing. She's a professional organizer, and she was with us a few months back when we were talking about toys in the playroom right after Christmas. So if you didn't listen to that episode, go back because it's a great one. I definitely put some of those tips into practice in our home to help the crazy amount of toys that come into the house after Christmas. So today we're talking about the kitchen, and I love this because I think this could be a really great place to start for people because I think, as you might say, Nancy, this can be a catch-all place where everybody's stuff just gets loaded up in this one area of the home. And it can be the hub of the home, the heart of the home and the central kind of um, place that everyone hangs out. And so if it feels cluttered, I think the whole house might feel cluttered, even if it's not. So let's jump in because I have so many questions to share with us, but I'll just get started with where do you recommend starting if we're going to tackle the kitchen? What do you tell your clients? To start. Okay, well, Ashley, thank you for having me here. First thing, tackling the kitchen, I think the best or easiest place to start is actually inside the refrigerator and the freezer because there's probably a lot of spoiled food, things you don't use, things that have expired. It's much easier to tackle that because you don't have an emotional attachment to food like that. After that, I would say tackle the pantry. Same reasoning. And with pantries, a good thing is you might find food that you won't use, but it's still good and you could donate it. After that, go to the more sentimental items, you know, mugs, etc. But Begin with the food products. I love that. That makes sense because I think that's the biggest hang up for people is the emotional connection they have to things. And most people don't have it towards condiments in the refrigerator. So if you can start with that, that makes sense to get you on a roll to get excited about, okay, we're making progress. Look at all this that we've cleared out. We've got extra room. I love that. So start with the um, refrigerator, freezer, and then move to the pantry. So my next question would be, what are some space saving tips that you would suggest? Because some people have large kitchens and lots of space, but others don't. So what do you suggest in those places that might be a little tighter? Right. Yeah, it really does depend on the layout of your kitchen and also uh, what you like as an aesthetic. But if you have a small kitchen, kitchen and you want to make the most of space, I'd say first look to the inside of doors. Maybe you have the inside of your pantry door, inside of your cabinet door, somewhere where you can put hooks or small baskets, uh, hang something behind those to make the best use of that space. If you happen to have a kitchen with tall ceilings and there's space above your refrigerator or above your cabinets, you can always get some sort of decorative baskets or containers and hide things that you don't use often in there, you know, maybe special things you use for the holidays. You can put them up and out of the way. That helps with space. And then, of course, there are lots of different options available for organizing containers for inside cabinets. You can get cabinet risers where you can maybe uh, stack plates and bowls or mugs uh, one over the other. There's, there's different options like that. It really depends on what you're trying to store and where you're trying to store it. But Look inside doors first, then look up and see if there's some space above you that you can make use of. I love that. And I would say one rule that I have is just because you have a cabinet, you don't have to fill it. And so I 
really love that I have a couple pretty empty sparse cabinets and I'm okay with that. So I think that's one thing. Now I do have a lot of cabinet space, but again, I don't think we have to think just because we have the storage, we need to fill it. The other thing is I can't do this in my current kitchen with the layout, but one thing I used was an old drying rack that you would put like plates in beside the sink and an old drying rack. And I put all of my lids of the pots there. So they were all standing in order from shortest to tallest. And I love that. It doesn't work in this kitchen, but if anybody has that space, I loved it. It was such a cool hack to me. Yes. Yes. Storing lids on their side like that really does help if you, if you can find the right container that fits properly in your cabinet. Yes. <laughs> so here's a question that I think we've talked about a little bit on the podcast, just of creating independence for our kids. So what do you recommend for kids to be a part of the kitchen and the pantry structure that fosters independence and has them be a part of having an organized kitchen space? Certainly. It really does depend on the age of the kids. If we're talking about very young children, preschool age, you know, there's only so much you want them touching the kitchen what they can get to. But what you should do if you have younger children is first get down on, you know, to their level, get down on your knees to their height and look around and, and ask yourself, what can they reach? What do they see? What's at eye level? And if you want your children to be able to maybe get their own snacks or start to prepare their own lunch or meals, Set, uh, designate a space for their belongings. Maybe you have some small drawers on the like, basically at floor level or stacked drawers or a low shelf in the pantry. Put their belongings there or their foods that they would use. Label it. You can make it fun. You can obviously put their name on it. You could put stickers or a picture of their favorite character, whatever it is. Make, help them know that this is their space. They're in charge of it. And you know that way they can use it. For older children, you can get them more involved in you know cooking and help in the kitchen and again same thing you just make it at their level if you can have a step stool or foldable step stool or a rolling step stool something where you know, if they can't reach all the cabinets you know, make it so that they can and involve them in the process you can involve your children in the entire process of organizing a kitchen you know, from um, regularly emptying the, the fridge for clean out or helping to load the groceries when they come in, explaining where things go, you know, again, containerizing labels, anything that will help them know where to put things. And then, you know, talk with them about the different chores that get done in the kitchen, like like cleaning the dishes and putting things away, setting the table. You can have them involved in a lot of that, but you do have to make sure that they can reach it and they can reach it safely. If you have very young children and you don't want them, you know, reaching the good china and things like that, perhaps you can put, you know, plastic plates or paper plates, things they use down low where they can reach it, even in a low cabinet if there's space. And then that can be where they set their own table. I love that so much. And I know I tend to do more with my kids in this realm because I love having them be independent. That's really important to me. And so I have a little cabinet in our kitchen island that that's where my daughter puts her book bag and her lunchbox for school. So the end of the school you know, day, she can put it there and we that's her little cabinet for that. And she can reach it, like you said. And then we have all of our like kids cups and plates and that type of Tupperware and bowls in a cabinet that I, it's annoying for me to get to because it's low, but it's perfect for them. So they can reach it. Um, and I can ask them to put those things away from the dishwasher because they can reach it. And then when I say, you know, if you want a snack, go get a bowl, they're going to get their own bowl. So that's worked really well for us. And I think, you know, even if they're helping and they don't help the way you specifically like it, like them even putting away their dishes, I can go back and tidy it later, but it still instills some independence, like you're saying. So I love that. And I do have this thing that I've been telling 
um, Ellie, my oldest, that anything that's left on the counter gets thrown away. So now I'm like, Ellie, did you want that stuffed animal? Because it's sitting on the counter and she, you know, runs over and grabs it. And so now if I leave my phone on the counter, she's like, mom, your phone, we have to throw it away. It's on the counter. <laughs> so fun things like that, but it just teaches like, this is not a collecting place for our family to drop their stuff. So moving on, what are some kitchen hacks? Like I'd share the one that help people stay organized that you use with your clients. Well, the first hack is more when you're organizing a kitchen, think of it like a kitchen in a restaurant or, you know, in your pantry, fridge area, like a grocery store. Those places are organized by category so that people can find things easily. They can put them away and makes it much easier for them to process things. So number one hack, a restaurant or a store. From there, set up zones. So, you know, Maybe you want your coffee, your cereal, all those things in one cabinet or one corner of your your kitchen. Uh, another zone for chopping vegetables, another zone for mixing baking items. You know, depending on what you're doing in your kitchen, set up areas, designated areas for those things. Once you've had your your zone set up, I mean, hacks to help people save time in the kitchen are put things near where you use them. So if you have a, um, a dishwasher and you have a cabinet nearby, that's a great place to put your regularly used dishes or your regularly used utensils in a drawer near there. I see so many people where they end up, you know, their dishwasher's in one corner and then they have to walk all the way across the kitchen to put away their regular silverware. You know, just kind of think about it logically about how you can save steps in your kitchen and how you can you know, organize it in zones. Uh, there are lots of helpful products. Uh, once you've gotten your zone set up, you know, there's, like you mentioned, putting your lids on the side. You can, you can put uh, hooks on the insides of cabinets. There are stadium tiered pieces that you can use for storing cans or spices so you can see it all. Dividers you can put in your drawers. Under the kitchen sink is a great place to add uh, either drawers or uh, bins, some kind of dividers so that you can just easily grab all your cleaning supplies or whatever else you have under there. The same thing in the pantry, you know, categorize, separate it, containerize it, and also label if you can. And maybe the label doesn't help you if you're the main person who uses the kitchen, but if you have other family members who are just in and out, it will help them. And you got to think about everybody who uses the space. That's so good. I, I think I could utilize some of that. Um, I don't do much labeling. It's like, in my mind, it's logical, but maybe labeling would help, especially as my kids get older and they need, you know, and they can read. But I know you've said in the past, like even putting pictures, it doesn't have to be a word, but a picture of an item for kids if they're helping out with organization. So that's awesome. It's interesting you say that just about thinking through where you put the everyday used items near your dishwasher, because whenever my husband and I move into a house, he's the one who selects those and he does it that way. Like he's like, this makes sense to have this be where our plates go because it's, you literally, it's one motion from the dishwasher in. Same with the, you know, the utensils. And I don't think of it that way. I go in, it's like, where does it look the prettiest and where does it make sense to me based on how much size, you know, but he's always done it logically coming from the dishwasher. So I think that, I mean, that's the way we ultimately do it. And it does save a ton of time getting them in and out of the dishwasher. So that, that's a really good idea. So here's a question for you. And I, I'm curious to hear your answer because I think a lot of people do have what we'd call as a junk drawer in a kitchen space maybe in other spaces of the home, but I think they often end up in the kitchen and junk drawer may not be the best word term for it, but it's like the catch-all. They don't really have homes because I really like to have things where they have a specific home. What are your thoughts on junk drawers in the kitchen? Well, it depends on your kitchen. If you happen to have extra space for a drawer and you can use it, but a lot of people, I find that 
kitchen drawers are prime real estate. There's only so many drawers you know, for the utensils and the small cooking supplies and towels and things like that. So you want to use those drawers for what their intended purpose is in the kitchen. The term junk or catch-all or miscellaneous, they're, they're all very difficult words in the organizing world because it basically just means whatever. And you everything should have a place. I mean, you might want to call your, you could still have a junk drawer in, in quotes, but call it, you know, the place where you store you know, tools and uh, batteries or the notepad and pen and paper drawer. It should have a purpose, you know, office supplies, tools, mm-hmm. not just junk, because then anything and everything gets in there. And I've organized a lot of junk drawers. And honestly, when we go through it, at least half of that, it just gets tossed. And then a big majority of it may need to move to you know, a laundry room or a garage or a basement or another closet. It doesn't belong in the kitchen to begin with. And you're taking up valuable space that could be used for forks, knives, things that you do need in the kitchen. But again, it really depends on your layout. If you're short on space, I'd say look at that drawer and see if you can move those items elsewhere. But if you happen to have extra, a lot of extra drawers and you don't mind a miscellaneous category drawer, just Give it a purpose. Again, don't just call it junk because nothing you own should be junk. You shouldn't be keeping junk in your house. Have some sort of name for that drawer. Uh, I think that's really the big thing. Anything. I mean, I've, I've seen people who have junk rooms and junk closets. It never turns out you know, easy to find anything in there. That's good. I Yeah, we have, I would say, like an administrative type of drawer where it's things that are office supplies, batteries, and we do have the space for it. And I do love that drawer. Now it's organized with little trays in there. But to have pencils nearby, you know, to sign something for school or have scissors for whatever. And so that drawer is used every day, multiple times a day. But it doesn't, junk isn't a good word for it because it is, it's organized tools and office type supplies. But that that helps to not call it junk because we shouldn't be right. keeping junk. Agreed. Is there a minimal approach you suggest in the kitchen? And, and I'm curious too, would you, as an organizer, would you consider yourself a minimalist? I don't know if all organizers would fall into the minimalist category. I don't personally call myself a minimalist. I mean, I, I like things neat, but I mean, I, I'm okay with things out and I, you know, keep things that I w- will use in the future. I'm not, not, not a minimalist, but if you are a minimalist, it really depends again on your views. The first thing is everybody in the home needs to agree to that type of layout. I have had lots of people where maybe one spouse wants it all hidden away and the other one needs it visually right in front of them. So first of all, you have to agree with everybody you live with that that's the way you want your kitchen to look. And from there, um, really it's clear countertops, clear refrigerator is a big part. If you want to start making your kitchen look like a minimalist space, start on the, the things that are you know, magneted to the fridge. That's it, That will help clear a surface and then the counters. And with that, you have to have the space again to hide everything in drawers and in cabinets. But if you're following a minimalist lifestyle, you probably only have a small collection of pots and pans and plates and utensils, only what you use. And if you narrow everything down to just what you use, it's much easier to keep a tidy home. I think my husband would love what you just said that everyone in the house has to agree to that that lifestyle because I definitely love the minimalist look it brings my blood pressure down I feel less stress having the counters completely cleared and I feel like he's constantly bringing home new contraptions you know to put on the counter and I'm like that can't go there that can't go there we got to find a new home for it but I think you can blend that you know I would like it more 
minimalist, but he's definitely come a long way to support that. And I, again, I have lots of cabinet space, but I have a drawer for the things that I would hang up on the refrigerator reminder type of papers that can get bogged down on the refrigerator. So I do usually one or two pieces of artwork for Ellie and it rotates every week. So it's not the same one. Um, she's gotten used to them being tossed after a week of display. So that helps. And then having a drawer just with some of those like memos for school or later down the road type of things I need to remember that I keep in a, in a drawer that helps, but it's easy access. So what is the most common thing that you see generally cluttering kitchens? I, I know I've mentioned that everybody kind of throws their stuff there, maybe at the end of the day. What are you seeing that's cluttering kitchens when you start there with a client and start working through it? It's funny. The most common thing I see cluttering kitchens is paper, mail and paper. And none of that really belongs in the kitchen. I mean, some of it you, you may need to use once in a while, but the kitchen is not where you should be, you know, doing paperwork. That's this is where you should be cooking and serving meals. I mean, obviously it depends on the home. So a paper piles up so quickly, especially with the process of the mail coming in, people throw that down and anything they get from school or work. So, you know, somebody may open a bill for somebody else to see. It just it piles up. Um, so that's the top thing that I see cluttering kitchens. And so what you already mentioned, what what I suggest is to set up a separate drop zone area for for that paperwork. And maybe it's, you know, in the corner of an eating kitchen area or in a wall in the hallway entering the house, but somewhere else, not not in your where you stand to cook and do and do dishes and all that. Not, it has not be very far away from it, but out of the way, especially you don't want paper next to the oven. And I've seen that a lot, piles of paper. It's just a fire hazard. So with paper cluttering kitchens, what you should do is set up some other area. You can hang things on the wall, get folders, small containers, find a small piece of furniture, a cabinet, uh, or if you do have extra drawers, like you mentioned, you can put some paper in there, but don't have it overflowing. The kitchen counter is usually the first flat surface that people see when they, they walk into their, their you know, hub of their home, really. And everything, like you said, cell phones get dropped there, cords, so much. And same thing, set up a drop zone for your phones, your laptops, your tablets, elsewhere, have a charging station that's not right in the center of your workspace for cooking and, and eating. So it's finding another spot put those things and a couple of things that we do is like when we get the mail we we or or sort through it over the trash can outside before coming in that mm -hmm. helps a ton um so that you're only bringing in maybe a third of all that paper and then it doesn't get put on the kitchen counter there's another little spot closer to the door that my husband knows that's where your mail is if you need it and then i because i'm ocd about this stuff i'm i go and full, you know, put my things in the folder or whatever it needs to go. I don't sit it down to do later. I have to do it right then. But for other people in the home, put it in a space that's not in the kitchen. Because like you said, you put things on the kitchen counter. And I always tell my kids, like, those are going to get filled up with food. Like you can't see all the grease that's on the counter, maybe that you just set your homework on or whatever. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is at the end of each day, the kitchen counter is completely cleaned off. So it's like a fresh start every day. Otherwise, I think it could continue to pile and pile and pile. Yes. If you do it daily, that's the best thing. Some people do it weekly, but after a week, that's it. <laughs> it's, the piles just get bigger. They, they grow on each other. Yes. Yes. What are some of the ways that you recommend keeping kitchen drawers organized? You've mentioned a few things. What would you suggest are best ways? Again, it depends on what the person likes in their home. Uh, there are 
just slots that you can divide the drawer, you know, into segments, you know, two, three, or four, depending on what you're storing in there. If you're storing long utensils, that usually works out well. Uh, when you're storing, you know, your forks, knives, spoons, getting uh, smaller organizers, again, they sell them in all different types of plastic, bamboo, clear acrylic, depend again, depending on your drawer and what you're trying to store there. Those all work great. You should have some kind of division in your drawers for most items, certain, you know, if you have a drawer full of towels, you may not need it, but certain items you do want to separate so you can find things easier. Uh, so my biggest suggestion with those types of organizers is measure twice your your drawer itself, and then you need to measure what you want to store in there. So, you know, how long are those utensils that you want to put in, in that space? Do you, do you need a small, you know, little box for corn holders or something tiny that you need to put in one corner. And then you can, from there, select what you need. And there are several you know, stores that you can go to and find this. You can look online, but again, make sure the measurements are right before you order anything. If it doesn't fit properly in your drawer, return it right away. I see so many people who have who try to make something fit and it doesn't. It's better to just find the divider that works well for you that you like visually and hold the things that you want to put in that drawer. And this is a frugal tip with that. You can go buy new and you could go to the storage container and spend lots and lots of money on those things. Or I always, when I'm going thrifts to thrift stores, cause I love that I'm constantly looking for organizers just, and not because I necessarily need them right this second, but if they're there for a dollar or two, and then I can organize a drawer a little bit better. So that's one little thing you could do to do it inexpensively. You can yes. go and spend all the money you want on them, but they're expensive. Right, definitely. You can go to thrift stores and find them. The reason a lot of people, even they end up there is because somebody's moved and suddenly it doesn't fit in their new drawer. <laughs> yeah. right. What about organizing products to make better use of cabinet space? You said like using the back of doors as an option. What are some products you suggest? Uh, the Lazy Susan is really helpful. And uh, some of them come with tiered uh, Lazy Susan. So you can have two or three levels, uh, especially if you're storing you know, uh, condiments or, or spices and things in your cabinets. Those help because they rotate and you can easily find things. The other thing, it just it's something that's it's called pantry bins, but they work in, cab in cabinets or B-I-N-Z. It's, it's a company called iDesign that makes them. Those are really helpful because they're clear acrylic and they come in all different sizes and they usually have little handles. So you can put a collection of things. Maybe you store your vitamins in a cabinet. Uh, smaller things like that are easy to just pull them out and, and organize. Again, it just helps to contain them. But then, like I said before, the tiered uh, organizers in, in your cabinets help. But one really easy thing to do if your kitchen allows you to is readjust your cabinet shelves. Before you go out and start buying tiered items or store, readjust the shelves to fit what you're storing there. And you might find that you've made extra space that way. That's so smart. That's so good. What about better organization for the pantry? Any thoughts there? I know you said that the stadium tiered things like maybe for spices or cans so you don't so you can see them. Yes, yeah, that's that's usually um, what a lot of my clients use for canned goods and spices. Uh, better organization of the pantry, first of all, is when you do declutter and organize your pantry, take note of what's in there. Maybe some of those things in there do not belong in a pantry. I mm -hmm. see sometimes people uh, store things that should be out, in, again, out in a garage or another closet uh, in the pantry, and you want to make the most of your space. But bins, containers, again, pantry bins, like I mentioned, but also depending on your aesthetic, either pretty baskets, 
there are all different materials and all different sizes of containers that you can use. Labels help. And then also with pantries, it's, it's helpful to have a shelf liner or some kind of liner under there so that you know, nothing spills or if you, it's easy to clean, that helps as well. But stackable bins that are open work for some people. And again, if you have a lot of space at the bottom of your pantry, you can get you know, rolling stackable drawer units. They may be meant for offices, or you might think about them using them in offices or bedroom closets or something, but they can work in a pantry depending on what you're storing there. And that's really what you need to think about. <laughs> and again, measure everything and, and categorize first. That's good. And sometimes for me, like, I don't know if a bin will work or if a, the what I've organized will work for the family. So I try it and see, did the kid, can the kids reach it? Was that um, annoying or was it helpful? So sometimes I repurpose bins in different spaces to just try it first and repurpose purposing bins, like you said, that might traditionally be in a, in a closet or a bathroom, try them in the pantry. That's really good. What about a better tips for organizing the fridge and freezer? Fridge, fridge and freezer, same, well, same situation where you wanted to organize it. First of all, like a grocery store, which most people do have all your dairy in one place, your meat in another, etc. You can use those lazy Susans inside a fridge that helps and makes it easier to find things and you can easily clean it when you need to. Uh, and also, again, clear, I suggest in fridges, those clear acrylic mm -hmm. containers, because you want to see what's in there. They Same thing, the things that go in the pantry could go in the fridge. There are special ones that iDesign makes called fridge bins, and they come in all different sizes. Like I have one that holds my yogurt, and you just easily pull it out. It's kind of like a pull-out drawer with a, with a little hook in the front. You can, you, there are so many different types of containers to use in fridges that they're specified for the product, you know, for eggs, for cheese. You just need to, to look and find what you need. Uh, and you can also add labels in the fridge as well or to those containers so everybody knows, okay, this is where I put the fruit. And have a place, a designated place for the leftovers that you want to eat up first. Mm -hmm. And always put food in that spot. And it should be at eye level <laughs> so people can see it right away. And again, labeling your leftovers, labeling the date you, you, you cooked it. And, and so we, it's easier to know when and it's time to toss it. That's good. I always am putting, I didn't realize I did this maybe, but always putting the leftovers like right. And when you open it up, what Jed can see it. Cause I'm like, he won't remember if it's not out on the kitchen counter. So if I can put it right in the front of the refrigerator, he might go for that and have a leftover. So that's really good. Last question for you. And we'll wrap up. Um, what tips do you have just for keeping the kitchen like routine tasks that can help keep the kitchen organized? There are so many routine tasks. I mean, the kitchen is probably the most used room at home uh, and you do need to keep up with it regularly. So daily, <laughs> daily um, use, putting away dishes, loading the dishwasher, emptying the dishwasher, taking out the trash and recycling. Those things need to happen on a regular basis. Routinely checking the stock in both your fridge and your pantry. You know, if you can do it weekly or every time before you go to the grocery store, it helps you with writing a list and uh, clearing out anything old. All of that should happen on a regular basis, as well as the regular cleaning of the kitchen counters and all of that. Like what you mentioned, making sure the counters are clear every night, that's a great way to end your day and start your morning. So if, if you could have some kind of a goal where, you know, at 7 p.m., the kitchen is clean, everything's put away, something like that, regular routines, which, you know, you and your, your family, you can get your family involved in that. Just everybody should have some kind of chore to help keep it clean. That's good. And one thing that I do is I just have a little dry erase type of board in the pantry. Um, it's still pretty cute looking, but it's hidden in the pantry because that's where my husband 
cousin usually hangs out and has a snack. And so he'll look at that because that's where I ask people, him right now, but hopefully my kids to put the things that we need from the grocery store on that. So that makes it easy. And then it's a calendar too. So our weekly schedule and it's only weekly. So you can see what's going on that week because generally I'll see him in there taking a look at it, having some, you know, a snack. So (laughs) that's found to be a good little spot for us as well that I try to keep on a, you know, weekly basis updated so that the family. I I, I suggest I have a dry erase board like that too. That's just a great way to keep everybody. You got to communicate with everybody who uses the kitchen. So you know, notepads, message boards are a good way to do it. Exactly. Well, this has been so fun and helpful. Um, I'm going to put your email up on the screen, nancy at ontaskorganizing.com. So if anybody wants to get in touch with Nancy, please reach out. She's got so many great resources for the whole home, not just the kitchen, but this was a great room to tackle. So thank you, Nancy. And thank you everyone who's listening. Look forward to seeing you next week. You're very welcome. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home, where it all begins.